Blog Talk Radio. And I just had this incredible hope for the future. Then one day I found out that I was pregnant. In my fear, I believed a lie. I remember driving down the street and thinking this feels wrong that I'm driving to a clinic to kill my baby. But because it was legal, I thought it had to be okay. It sounds almost noble, doesn't it? I exercised my legal right to choose. Made a choice, thinking I'd be free. But that choice, it imprisoned me. My whole life was just like living in a cave. Like I had no way out. I couldn't find the light. I was never the same. I lost a big piece of myself. I had a void in my heart. And I lived in a prison of secret shame, pain, and regret. Till I stepped into the light of God's light, the healing began. Through the experience of God's unconditional love, acceptance, forgiveness, and mercy, and by attending Lumina Rachel's Vineyard in a Pace Bible study, I was finally able to let go of the shame, fear, anger, and sadness that imprisoned my heart for so many years. As I received and experienced true forgiveness, the overwhelming guilt and sadness that I had carried for so long was replaced with peace and joy. Post-abortion counseling brings up this emotions that have been festering inside of you for all these years, the unforgiveness, anger, um, grief, all these things that you've been burying down. I was able to forgive myself and begin to grieve for the children that I had lost. It was a necessary part of the grieving process. I was never allowed to experience in order to move on and heal completely. We must encourage post-abortive women to do so. It is so necessary to get the chance to really grieve our little lost ones and then let them go. just create a different one. That's why we are silent no more. We found help and healing, and you can too. Call or go online today.
every life matters when it comes to a child and they're not a choice, nor have myself or Susan had an abortion. But as children of God, it is so important for us to reach out and talk about these things in the world. So many just want to sugarcoat things or they don't want to talk about things like homosexuality, abortion, things that are, that need addressed in this world. So tonight we're really going to be sharing truth with you. And I already know that God's going to use Susan in a, in a mighty way. And I just, I, I have a burden in my heart in the matter of abortion and for the women that's had abortion, Susan and I were actually speaking before the program. It is so easy for us to want to condemn, for us to want to judge, to throw stones. And I think if Jesus was, when he was mm-hmm. just taken in the sand writing, ye that has not sinned, let you cast the first stone. Brothers and sisters, it's easy to condemn people when we haven't walked a mile in their shoes. Many times young yeah. women are scared, alone. And they're forced into abortion. Many times they don't have the knowledge of where to go for help. So we just want people to have an understanding that their lives matter too. And we may think that they're heartless. We may think that there's no hope for them. And the impact it has on women after abortion, Susan's really going to be digging deep in that tonight and sharing with us. But myself, I even went into some study they get so bound in guilt and shame and many of them don't even know how to, mm-hmm. to grieve that child that they aborted because they don't feel worthy of that. So I want to start out in prayer mm-hmm. and then I'm going to um, ask Susan to share about herself and her practice because Susan is a very devout woman of God first, but she has great credentials. She has an amazing, amazing practice. And I really felt as we shared about this tonight, someone that really has dealt with women firsthand in this matter and that has professional credentials as well as a Christ life is who I needed on and God just shine the light on Susan. So I thank her for being obedient and joining us tonight, but let us go before God. Let us go before Mm -hmm. God. I want to lead in prayer. Then Susan, I just want you to introduce yourself. I know many are familiar with your program biweekly on Tuesdays, the way of healing. You do amazing and teaching and reaching so many people to healing through Christ in mental wellness and of the mind. And I thank you for the great job you do on your program and your faithfulness to the program. Oh, thank you and praise God. Thank you for that privilege. Father God, tonight, Father God, first and foremost, we just want to come against and block any plans of the enemy, Father God. Lord, Father God, he don't like light to be shined into the darkness, Father God. And Lord, Father God, we want people to know about the light, Jesus, tonight, Father God. Father God, not just even the women with abortion, but there will be others listening, dear God, that are bound in choices they've made in life, that are bound, dear God, in their hurts and their pains and their guilt, dear God. Lord, Father God, tonight may we even reach those people, Lord. Lord, we're not here tonight Mm -hmm. to condemn. We're not here tonight to judge. Only you have the right to judge, Father God, for we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Father God, what we're here tonight is to shed some light on truth and that there is healing found in your son, Jesus Christ. He loved us so much. He came and made a way at the cross. Lord, I pray that you anoint Susan and I both tonight as we go forth in this broadcast in obedience. Lord, we pray that we reach many tonight, that they can be healed, 
delivered and set free, Father, for that's what Jesus mm-hmm. came for, dear God. He didn't come to condemn, dear God, that but we could have life more abundantly. So we just give you honor in this broadcast tonight, and we lift it up to you. And we ask that you take it forth into every corner of every nation. Let new ears hear it tonight. Let seeds be planted in hearts, dear God, and may it bring and bear good fruit for your glory, Father God. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Glory to God. And I just welcome you on. I'm I'm already moved in emotion. I'm having our, my husband and I having our precious little boy. Noah, that was going to be aborted, and God chose us to step in and Mm -hmm. uh, to be his mom and dad, and Mm -hmm. I spend many a day looking at him thinking, what if she had chose not to make that choice, because it's hard to be in that place, and many times they don't have someone they trust to ask or know what to do, so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, where there is hope, Mm -hmm. healing, and forgiveness after abortion and praise God his name is Jesus so I welcome you on Susan will you will you please share with our listening audience about yourself and uh, I know you have great credentials and training and an amazing practice well thank you so much and I first of all give all the glory to God Um, my name is Susan Brozak and uh, we've been working together until you and I for several years, um, like you mentioned, my biweekly program is called The Way of Healing, and really it's a program is to reach those that need um, to be touched in the area of emotional and mental wellness and uh, mental health issues. Um, I am a licensed clinical psychotherapist. I've been in this field for 23 years. Um, had the privilege, um, truly the privilege of helping those that God has sent my direction. Uh, I've dealt with a whole range of issues from exactly what we're talking about tonight, helping women who have uh, gone through abortion, um, helping them heal on the other side of it. Um, I work a lot with uh, sexual abuse survivors, abuse survivors, I work with uh, depression, anxiety, uh, pretty much a very broad-based practice, but my heart really is for those who've been abused and hurt and um, are stuck in shame and guilt and and just helping direct them to the Lord so that he can free them from those things. Um, So the name of my practice is Healing Word Psychotherapy Services. Um, And like I said, I've been uh, for 23 years. Uh, in this field, I've also uh, written some books and um, had the privilege of doing some speaking engagements and all of that glory goes to God. I take none of it. It's, um, like I said, very humbling to be on a program like this and to be able to do what I'm doing. And so thank you, Montel, for an opportunity tonight that I hope really blesses and um, puts that, that seed of hope and healing into women's hearts. Uh, as they listen to what we're going to share tonight. Praise God. And we just feel like it's so important for people to know there truly is a way of healing, and that is through Jesus Christ. He He can heal. Right. He can heal things that we never, ever truly thought that was possible. I know even in my own life, in things that I've been through, in losing my mom or just hurt by people you love. And Psalms 34, 18, 19 tells us, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed mm-hmm. in spirit. The righteous person yeah. 
may have many troubles, but the Lord, but the Lord delivers him from them all. And I thank mm-hmm. God for that and for his love and his mercy. And what Susan and I Great really verse. want to encourage people in tonight is that there is a way to break free from the chains that bind women bound from the hurt of abortion. And as Susan was sharing, she deals with these things on a daily basis in her practice. And we should all pray for Mm -hmm. Susan because her job is not easy brothers and sisters to to have to deal with people. (laughs) It's not in all honesty, like even doing ministry work, Mm -hmm. there's some difference there. And I have a dear friend in Christ, um, Father Ken Seifert, he does um, ministry work, he does counseling and various things like that. And I've mm-hmm. seen how that's even impacted his life. And it can become mm-hmm. dangerous even at times. And so keep her in your prayers as she mm-hmm. does this kind of work. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Susan, one of the things mm-hmm. that I wanted, one of the things I told you I wanted to touch base with you about, and I was looking it up, women can actually suffer, is it called uh, post-abortion syndrome? Yes, it's called post-abortion syndrome or other uh, names for that, too. I've seen our post-abortion stress syndrome, which is uh, kind of a variant of post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD. Um, So there are, this is an actual, a syndrome is a a collection of symptoms. Um, So there's a collection of common symptoms that seem to be present in women who have had abortions. And these, of course, this isn't a blanket statement. It's not everything I'm about to share is going to apply to every single person. But in general terms and generally speaking, um, there's about seven or eight um, issues that are identified um, in women who have had abortions. And a lot of these issues, unfortunately, never get resolved. Um, And by that I mean maybe they haven't ever processed the emotional aspect Um, or the spiritual aspect of having underwent an abortion. And so a lot of these emotions that I'm going to bring up and issues are things that get stuffed deep down. And I always say um, to patients that feelings buried alive never die. So if you're pushing down uh, powerful emotions, which, you know, result from undergoing an abortion, um, that doesn't mean they're healed. It means they're repressed and pushed down. And at some point, the Lord's going to um, open up an opportunity for that woman to deal with those things. And when he opens a window for us to address something, it's really wise for us to, to not turn that opportunity down. Because when he gives that opportunity, with it he gives us an anointing and a grace to be able to handle it at that time. It's not that we, we can't say, Lord, I want to wait later and do this, you know, further on down the road. It's not that we... We don't still have that choice, but when we feel him not nudging us and prompting us to address something, it is really wisdom to do it at that time because it's, uh, we know that we're going to have um, an extra gracing on what we do and just more leading in how to get healed and more leading in his word and, um, you know, more of an anointing on it. So I'm hoping that this broadcast tonight, actually, Montel, is, is that window for a lot of a lot of women that maybe they've, they've been feeling, hey, I, you know, I do need to face this and process through it. And it's, it won't be as difficult or as, as uh, foreboding as people think. A lot of people want to avoid 
feeling pain. You know, especially in our Western culture, we don't Amen. do pain well. <laughs> and so um, it's it's easier. Yeah, and a lot of people just will avoid and avoid, but the pain won't go away. It it just gets worse with time. And so my prayer is that this program will be used in a way to begin that healing process and that uh, when uh, people realize that the Lord is walking the road right along with you, that you don't have to fear being overwhelmed by pain or being re-traumatized or thrown back into a, a horrible flashback memory. Um, usually that's not the case. There might be some post-traumatic stress, but um, as we're talking about healing the stuffed emotions, um, that's really where the Lord wants to direct, I think, our our discussion tonight and helping helping women deal with those. So if you would like, I can go ahead from here and sort of explain um, this, this group of symptoms for the post-abortion stress syndrome, and I'll just kind of uh, talk through those. Um, the first one that uh, most most women experience is some form of guilt. And so experiencing guilt feelings surrounding an abortion can be very complex. Um, and also it involves a fear of what others might think and how they might judge. Like you were saying earlier, Montel, I believe in prayer um, that, you know, the judgment, the, um, the, the harsh shaming, that that women face, um, especially after they've become believers, if they have had an abortion, um, and even if if they have not come to the Lord, there there is um, you know a lot of very harsh treatment. And and what we want to focus on is helping those women heal from the negative emotions that uh, they may have been pushing down. So guilt is one of those, and like I said, along with that is the fear of what other people are going to say and how to deal with their judgments and how to deal with the comments and, um, and everything. I know last week, I believe it was Montel, you did your show on, um, I know you talked about your son, Noah, that you adopted and you talked about um, it being um, a life and, 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 you know, um, adoption and those things. And so tonight we're just kind of doing a follow-up program for women who have gone through abortion um, because I believe that people don't even want to talk about this issue. Um, it's very complicated to talk about, and it's a very delicate issue. Um, and so people people ignore it uh, for that reason. But if no one talks about it, if we as believers aren't edifying and building up and helping and extending healing, then who is going to reach, you know, these people that are maybe afraid to talk to a pastor or their pastor or a therapist or whatnot? Um, they may just be thinking they have to carry it all by themselves, and that's not true. And you can't heal in the context of isolation. God designed us to heal in the context of relationship. So, you know, my prayer, too, is is that all of these words are a soothing and a healing balm. Um, another symptom uh, that can come along with this post-abortion um, syndrome is anxiety, um, generalized anxiety, which is also a common symptom of PTSD, which I'm sure most people know, like I said, is post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, and in the case of PASS, which is what we're talking about tonight, all these acronyms, um, there might be a particular anxiety, uh, perhaps over fertility issues and the ability, well, will I ever be able to get pregnant again? Uh, or 
you know, um, is God punishing me and being anxious about that? Will he punish me and never allow me to, to, to bear a child? I mean, these are all things that go through the minds of women that have had abortion and, and it really can circle um, into a full-blown anxiety attack and panic attacks and depression um, as well. Um, the, the messages that you tell yourself about the type of person that you believe yourself to be are, are, can be very different from what God speaks over you. And that's one piece that I'm going to share later um, about who you are in the Lord. And I'm going to read some scriptures and just hoping that the Father's love just so permeates hearts and that uh, women who have not maybe been able to receive the love of their Father God would just allow their hearts to open tonight and really pull that love in and really receive it and understand just how much he loves them despite of what they've done because God is love and thanks to the finished work of Christ on the cross the forgiveness is there and they don't have to go through life with believing I'm never going to be forgiven from this because Amen. that's not Amen. true. Once you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Um, so anxiety is, yeah. So an, an anxiety is another symptom. Um, some people, some women go through just numbness, almost like a, a deadening of emotion. I want to say um, maybe a void of emotion, a lack of emotion, um, so they just kind of numb out, and, and in my experience, from suppression and repression of pain. So, you know, we, we might use the word numbness, but, but what it actually means if you dig deeper, which I'm always all about going to the root, <laughs> is it, it usually happens when the pain is so, so great that it just represses and gets pushed down. Um, depression, as I mentioned prior, can also be a common symptom um, of post-abortion stress and of post-traumatic stress. So that's a really com common symptom. Depression can spiral out of control very rapidly. And until I think you had mentioned that even, or maybe it was on one of the testimonies that you played right at the beginning of the show, that um, depression, if it's not if it's not tended to and, and healed, can lead people to having thoughts of suicide and can lead to the act itself or other self-destructive behaviors where a woman just stops caring about herself uh, because she can't forgive herself. And so then she just lives in a reckless way or in a way that she doesn't take care of herself. So there's a, um, just a whole slew of different responses that are linked to depression and to self-harm and self-destruction um, that can come from uh, the, the raw emotions that result from this. Um, also, flashbacks um, can happen. And, you know, abortion is a surgical procedure. And in most cases, it's a surgical procedure that happens while the patient is fully conscious. So this is, you know, a lot of where flashbacks will occur to the trauma of, um, you know, I want to choose my words carefully because this show is to heal and not trigger, but but um, remembering and recalling and having flashbacks to moments of being in that that clinical room or or wherever it occurred and being awake for a procedure that's surgical. There's a lot of elements there that I won't expand upon, but you can imagine um, how jarring and how um, impactful that can be. 
Um, so that can be particularly distressing, uh, being awake and being aware of what's happening. So, um, again, as I mentioned, suicidal thoughts um, and tendencies, those are things to be immediately aware of if those things are happening to immediately seek help. Another one that's huge and probably the biggest um, the biggest issue and the, the most difficult one to eradicate uh, is this sense of shame. Um, sometimes there's so much shame in the women I work with that they won't even look me in the eye. Uh, they won't allow me to pray with them. Uh, and, and they are, you know, Christians, but they are under such condemnation, self-condemnation, you know, shame um, and, and uh, feelings of guilt and so forth that they don't even feel worthy to be prayed for, which to me is just heart-wrenching. They don't feel worthy to look someone in the eye that wants to help and realize that I'm not sitting in judgment. Um, and so the shame piece is one that's exceedingly difficult, um, mainly because it wraps itself around identity. Um, the difference between shame and guilt is is uh, important to understand. And uh, guilt says, I did something wrong. I did something wrong. So, I mean, there's true guilt involved here. Um, false guilt is, is a different story. Um, it's usually when uh, something was done, but there wasn't a true um, you know, a true uh, violation of any kind, um, but they're made to feel guilt over something that, you know, didn't really happen or didn't happen in the way that they're being accused of. But true guilt can happen when we do do something wrong. If I leave my house and go to the grocery store and steal a bag of groceries, I'm going to come home and I'm going to feel guilty. <laughs> and that would be true guilt. Right. Um, but shame um, so guilt says I did something wrong, but shame says I am wrong. I'm flawed in some way. I'm defective in some way. I'm deficient. Um, I am um, less than uh, a whole person for having underwent abortion. Um, you know, and that's the type of messaging and messages that a lot of women will say to themselves, and that's where I wanted to kind of park on for just a moment if I could. Um, one of the big pieces that I'll work with for women who've had abortion have, have been stuck in the, same, the shame cycle, and as you said, Montel, really imprisoned, because it is. It's, it's, it's almost as if um, you, you feel, I imagine they feel bound up in chains, um, and, and shame can do that, is we look at letting the Lord through prayer um, remove the cloak of shame and replace it with a robe of righteousness. Amen. And that's scriptural. And when, yeah, and when he does that, there's a transformation that happens. That's transformational truth that has the potential to change the direction of someone's life who's been struggling with their decision to undergo abortion. When they realize that the Lord can look upon them with his favor and view them as righteous through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, um, that shame doesn't have room to live there anymore when they can begin to see themselves as how the Lord sees them. So that's probably the biggest piece that um, comes up with the women that I work with, and that's the one I spend the most time on. And, you know, shame has its own um, 
you know, uh, ramifications. If you live in a state of shame, you can wind up a perfectionist. You can wind up um, with um, self-medicating issues, you know, substance abuse. Shame brings on a whole grouping of other issues. But when you get to the root of shame, instead of just treating the symptoms, when you get to the root of shame, that's where God can really bring in his healing truth into that woman's heart. And so um, when I'm done with these final two pieces, I'd like to just be able to read a little bit about who you are in Christ as a new creation in him. Um, And my hope there is that it will, it will transform hearts and it will, it will remove that cloak of shame. Um, Another uh, symptom of post-abortion stress syndrome is something called regret orientation. Regret orientation is a, um, it's an unhealthy thinking pattern and it's a cognitive behavioral term. I'm a cognitive behavioral therapist, which basically just means that um, it goes back to scripture where it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So it goes from your thoughts become feelings and your feelings lead to actions. So regret orientation is a a kind of a faulty way of thinking where you're constantly living in a state of regret and looking through that lens of regret and kind of living with this, this narrative of if only I had never, if only I hadn't done, if only I had, you know, in the case we're talking about, if only I'd used protection, if only I'd said no, if only I'd, you know, chosen to adopt instead of abort, if only I'd had, I've given birth to the child and raised him or her, you know, those are the, that's, those are all common regret orientation uh, thoughts, cognitions that can go through a woman's mind. Um, and those are hard to overcome. That's kind of, that goes to renewing of the mind in Christ, where you really um, need to focus your mind uh, on his word and his truth. So that instead of ruminating or continuing to chew on and meditate on all of the regret, Instead, you are ruminating on the word of God and his healing and choosing verses that bring healing to your soul. Um, So that's another component of um, the PASS syndrome. And then finally, um, there are levels of grief. Um, And these are by in no means priority order. They're just the grouping I'm talking about tonight. I didn't list them in priority order uh, because grief is huge. (laughs) And the grieving process. Um, if you think of, well, Montel, you've mentioned some of the grieving, grieving that you've had to do for your family members and your mom and just that process when they, you know, we've lost, I've lost my dad. When you, when you lose um, someone that you love, you go through that grieving process, you know, because they've passed away out due to, you know, cancer, due to a heart attack, due to stroke in my dad's case. Um, just grieving that loss is so difficult as it is. And there's so many stages of of trying to get through that so what we think of when um, a woman who underwent abortion she is grieving that loss with an added element of complexity um, because of the circumstances of the loss so it's very intermingled then with the shame and the guilt and so forth and and that makes it all the harder to grieve because grief is not simple to begin with, but this is called complex grief, where it's complicated by these other factors that need to be resolved. And then the grief can be resolved at more of, you know, a base general level of of letting go and through those steps. So that's kind of a layout for 
some common, uh, most of the common symptoms that women who've underwent abortion experience. Um, as I said, so many feel unlovable and that God, you know, some have expressed to me that God hate, must hate them, that he must want them, you know, <laughs> gone from the earth, um, and that what they've done is completely unforgivable. A lot of them believe that. And as I mentioned to you earlier, Montel, before we went uh, on the air, you know, if you look at the life of David and what he did, um, and yet he was called a man after God's own heart. You know, he had Bathsheba's husband killed. Yeah, and and yet he's the man after God's own heart. And how many people turn to the Psalms for comfort? So um, God is, is, God's arm is not, short unto salvation his arm is long to save and he there's nothing that he can't forget amen susan amen he's a deliverer and a healer praise god yes yes hallelujah i can't stress that enough and that's been the basis of my practice all this time um so if I could just minister if this is a good time to do this i was just going to read some scriptures, just phrases of, not full scriptures, of some of the ways that the Lord sees women that are tuned in right now that are maybe feeling um, shame or guilt or regret or any of these things I'm talking about. Would this be a good time to do that? That's perfectly fine, Susan. Okay, okay. So um, as some people listening may know, they're familiar with my uh, certain issues that I'm very passionate about. One of them is, is identity in Christ. Satan is an identity theft. He wants to steal our identity, um, just like people on the earth that hack into computers and are right, the enemy is yeah. the king of them. <laughs> um, he does that. not want us to know who we are in the Lord because he knows this will transform us. So I have a, um, a form, a sheet that I use. It's kind of A to Z, who God says, you are and it's entitled because of Christ I am knowing and professing who you are in Christ so I just want to kind of read these and I'm doing so in a spirit of just love and um, you know just hoping that the father's love is is coming through my voice and I know it is through Montel's and just as I read this that that you would really take these words that God is telling you this is who you are and pull them into your heart you know there's a response needed I can read these to you all day long but they can go in one ear and out the other. Frankly, there there needs to be a response on on your end too of of saying, okay, I'm going to pull this into my heart, even if I don't feel it to be true about me right now. I'm still going to believe that this is God, who God says I am, and I'm going to internalize it and take it into my heart. So I'm just going to read these. Um, they have corresponding scriptures, so I'll read them just uh, somewhat slowly. So God says that you are abounding in grace. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, abounding in hope, Romans 15, 4, and 13, accepted, this one's huge, accepted, not rejected, accepted, Romans 15, 7, adequate, 2 Corinthians 3, 5, alive with Christ, 1 Corinthians 15, 22, anointed, 1 John 2.27, appointed by God, John 15, verse 16, assured of reward, 
1 Corinthians 15:58 Assured of success in him Proverbs 16:3 Beautiful Isaiah 16:10 I'm sorry 61:10 Becoming a mature person Ephesians 4:13 Belonging to God John 17, 9, and I'd love to do like a, an explanation on each of these, but I know we don't have time for that. Um, blessed, he calls you blessed. Jeremiah 17, 7, Ephesians 1, 3. Bold and confident, Ephesians 2, 18 and 3, 12. Bought with a price, 1 Corinthians 6, 20. Bride of Christ. Isaiah 54, 5. Built up, 1 Peter 2, 5. Called, Corinthians 1, 9. Cared for with compassion. I love this one. 1 Peter 5, 7. Child of God, John 1, 12. Cherished, Ephesians 5, 29. Chosen, Colossians 3, 12. Cleansed, First John one seven through nine. So I just pray right now, if I could, that Lord, the words that I just spoke, I pray that each woman listening, Lord, that's gone through this situation, would be able to receive these words into her heart, into her spirit, Lord God, knowing that you forgive and that you can't forgive and will, and also knowing that you enable us to be able to live in your great love uh, for us, Lord, and that they can live in your forgiveness of them and no longer live in this shame. So I just pray that these, even these few two dozen attributes out of the 200 that I have in front of me, Lord, would just really sink into hearts. Lord, you bring healing even now as, as I'm praying these, these words um, to women, Lord, that you'd remove cloaks of shame that you would replace them with robes of righteousness, Lord God, as they know the truth and admit to you the truth and admit how they feel about what they've done, Lord, that that truth will set them free as you promise it will. So we thank you, God, that your healing is right here available, Jehovah Rapha. All we have to do is call out to you. I pray that these words would be a healing balm to their souls. And, Lord, we thank you, God, for what you're going to do going forward. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. And your glory and holy name. Hallelujah. Praise God. It is so important that you shared that, too, because so many people, not even just women with abortion, but in general, people maybe that's murdered somebody in their life or things that they've done, it's like you said, the difference. I like how you brought that up. There is such a difference in guilt and shame. Shame actually consumes people. It takes their lives older, over, and it binds them. Mm-hmm. And until they truly are broken free of that shame, it really does take over their life. It affects their mental wellness, right. their physical wellness. And as you were talking yeah. about, and as I was researching, suicide is a very common thing in people that have chose to take an abortion to have abortions and that's why we want to to share tonight is we want to be a voice of love a voice of hope we want people to know no matter what we have done 
that when we bring it to Jesus and get it under the blood, he forgives our sin as far as the east is to the west. And one thing I want to stress and encourage others is he doesn't bring it up against us again. It's tossed into the sea Mm -hmm. of forgiveness. So when we're forgiving people or we're addressing people with these types of things, where is it our place to constantly remind them of what they've done wrong? They're already aware of their sin, of what they've done. So let us stop being Mm -hmm. the judge and the jury. And as a child of God, especially, we need to be the hands and feet of Jesus showing forth love because he came that these people that that are captives and bound can be set free. And that they can be healed yeah. and they can be delivered. We're, we have, we often, mm-hmm. on a daily basis, even if we try to be perfected, we're flesh. And he tells right. us in Romans, we often fall short of the glory of God. And Susan mm-hmm. does such an amazing job addressing these issues. And I love what a beautiful ministry you have, Susan. Not just a profession, but a ministry. Because God does truly use you for the way of healing in life. Because you have this amazing gift with speaking with people as well as writing but most of all you have the heart of Jesus as a psychologist so you're mm-hmm. able to reach them on a more in-depth level and that's so important mm-hmm. and I want to encourage people tonight that's listening as a child of God instead of us casting stones looking down upon yes as children of God we do not believe in abortion and that's that's mm-hmm. where we stand when we're biblically correct But at the same point, as a child of God, we need to let people know there is hope. There is healing. There is forgiveness. As long as there's a breath in a person, there is hope. And instead of us judging, casting aside, we need to stretch out a hand and Mm -hmm. love them and bring them to the light out of the darkness. We may be the only Bible they see, the only Jesus they get Mm -hmm. to see. So that's what I want to encourage people in tonight. And something else, Susan, a lot of people don't talk about this and I was even going to ask you about this I was thinking what about the men's life that that goes through this maybe they've been with someone that chose to have an abortion against their will or I truly believe it affects men just the same as it can women is that something you have came across like in your practice seeing men affected by abortion just the same as women I have seen mainly women come to me uh, with this issue, but I have also worked with couples um, where um, an abortion has been underwent and there has been a a surprising um, amount of of deep emotion in the men who who are uh, you know with the women who have had this abortion, no matter the circumstance no um you know, and I know we're not getting into the, the various circumstances that can lead down this path, but regardless of that, men also need to process because that child being half theirs, and so that that element is so important. I think with men, they, they have an even stronger tendency to not want to deal with those emotions there, and also there's they're a bit... Uh, you know, because they did not go through the physical um, procedure, 
um, it's easier for them to put their pain on a shelf, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but you are absolutely right. This is not just about women tonight, even though I've been primarily speaking to women. Um, men suffer, I would say, just as strongly in slightly different ways when something like this has occurred. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot Very of times point. People- well, a lot of times people don't think of the others that it impacts, like the grandparents and the parents. Right. And I know that can be a broad spectrum of things, but it truly does impact lives in general involving these things. And one of my questions for you, because I even have people that reach out to me, and I know the spirit can lead us and we can use things biblically, but I also think in matters like this, it's truly important to have great knowledge and I truly feel if we give a person the wrong answer in these situations, we can make the matter worse. So if you truly don't know the answer, I encourage people, (laughs) seek God first. But if you feel God's not leading it to you, reach out to someone like Susan or people that, you know, have the professional credentials to address these matters. Because in all honesty, as they say, every action has a reaction and we got to watch yes. our, what we are planting into people's lives. We don't want to put more. We want to plant seed, not that grows into weeds, brothers and sisters. So I want to <laughs> encourage you in that as well. That's why I chose to have Susan on tonight. It truly is a matter that's so important to me in my life because of what we went through with our beautiful little boy, Noah, how it impacted his birth mother's life um, with my dear. Mm-hmm. He's my family that. Um, I spoke about earlier, Father Ken Seifert, he uh, he actually mm-hmm. had a woman address him after service the other day. He he said, it's amazing how God works. He said he's seen this woman outside, and she wouldn't actually come in, but after service, she approached him, and that's exactly what she was dealing with was guilt from abortion. And praise God, he mm-hmm. happened to be, like, he led her there, and he, he also has counseled people and is professional in the many areas as well. But I just encourage people in that mm-hmm. it's important to really understand, to lead them in the right way. We should really speak and let the spirit lead us when we are addressing people with these hurts. And mm-hmm. we don't, mm-hmm. we don't want to, we don't want them to feel like Susan was talking. They already know what they've done wrong. We don't want to make them yes. feel more condemned, more judged, because we're just going to push them into a darker place. I think of what he tells us in the word. Right. We need to speak life. Speak life into mm-hmm. their lives because they've already got death in their lives. But our words can, mm-hmm. I feel a witness in this, can speak life. And that's one of the things mm-hmm. I want you to share with us, Susan, is what would be one of the first steps, like a woman that is feeling these things, where would be the best place for her to start? Um, or if we notice someone going through these things, would it be best to, like, lead them to go to a professional, a counselor. I would just like, like your professional perspective on that. Yeah. And that, that kind of comes down to context of what situation we would meet that woman in, you know, if it's within a, maybe a group at church or a Bible study and the issue gets brought up and, um, you know, maybe some of the, the women are inadvertently, making statements that are causing further harm, like you were just saying, or adding shame uh, to an already infected wound, as I like to say, Um, then in a situation like that, maybe there's a pastor that can help. Um, If not, um, you know, a a Christian professional, 
I can almost guarantee that um, a, a professional that doesn't know the Lord will not guide in the same way that uh, will bring, you know, the healing of Christ into the situation um, because there's a, a very strong, you know, bent and liberal lobby and, and everything about, you know, women's rights and so forth. And so my perspective is to um, help people heal through the word of God. That's my perspective. I don't ask everybody to agree. They can disagree with my perspective, but but if they come to me, that's what they're going to get. <laughs> and so <laughs> I think in terms of me, and I make no, uh, no, you know, mistake in, in saying that right off the bat too. So I think the first step is kind of identifying what the support system this woman has or maybe doesn't have, and then giving her resources and choices. Um, they are, like you said, you have to be very careful um, with how you approach this. And a verse just came to mind, um, and it's James 2.13, and it's mercy triumphs over judgment. Um, and yeah. it's talking about the Lord. And, yeah, and so I think um, showing the grace of Christ, uh, the grace that Jesus offers, um, is a good place to start in general, just um, letting them know that the Father's deep love for them is there, and there's grace from what Jesus did on the cross, and explaining what grace is. You know, there's that difference between grace and mercy. Mercy is not getting what you do deserve, and grace is getting what you don't deserve. (laughs) People put that that phraseology together, Um, but um, not even necessarily stating that, but saying, you know, that there's grace available through Christ to heal those wounds and Amen. and to help you to be able to move forward without carrying this weight for the rest of your life, because that is what will happen. I have worked with women in their 70s and 80s who have carried this their whole lives, and I've been oh, the wow. first person told I've I've worked yeah I, you know you see it all when you've done 23 and more years here um, of this and so the pain of I can't imagine carrying something like that never having shared it with a soul um, you know and you just there's a visceral response that they have when they begin to allow their heart to feel again it will break down in tears um, and a lot of times it's there's there are cases where they they've developed autoimmune you know symptoms because they've stuffed pain and like i said before feelings buried alive never die so if you're stuffing a lot of energy packed emotions especially self-hatred if there's a woman that just has self-hatred towards herself for having made that decision and you stuff that down, that can have some of the most detrimental effects on the physical body down to the cellular level and can cause different types of autoimmune. Because autoimmune disorders typically is where the body rejects itself for some reason, but it also can be brought on or exacerbated by feelings of self-loathing. And that kind of leads into a spiritual element here where um, – you know, we are fearfully and wonderfully made by God, and God tells us to love our neighbor as ourselves, not love ourselves in a puffed-up, prideful way, but, you know, in, in terms of a healthy um, form of love. Satan will get in in a way in a person's life. If they self-loathe and they hate themselves, 
um, he will take immediate advantage of that and add to their shame his accusations, his torment, his condemnation. All of that will be added um, when a woman won't forgive herself or receive the forgiveness of the Lord. So that's kind of where I'm very careful to observe where a woman is at spiritually as well, because when you're holding on to something for that long, you're giving over a toehold, a foothold, and then a stronghold over to the evil one who'll just, you know, oppress and make the situation that much worse. So it speaks to the need to address it um, as early on as possible because the enemy is an opportunist. He, he waits uh, and unfortunately he is patient and waits for an opportune time. And then uh, he comes in and attacks um, uh, with condemnation and accusation. So it's so important to um, allow the Lord to disinfect this open wound, if you will, to, um, to bring his healing to the rawness, to the raw pain before the enemy has chance to set up a stronghold and uh, imprisonment, as you, as you stated before, Montel. When you were talking about that, you know, one of the things I think about is it's kind of like something when it becomes abscessed, you know, it starts out with like a, a, a small infection and it builds and it builds and it builds. And eventually what happens is it either has to be drained or erupt. And that's what I think about with people that have been through serious hurts or guilt and shame mm-hmm. in their life. And we're wanting people to be able to apply Jesus to their life so that he can take your burdens away. When we take our burdens to him mm-hmm. and we lay him down at the cross, brothers and sisters, I can remember the day that I was saved. Praise the Lord. All of us were sinners before we came to know the Lord that are children of God. I can remember feeling so bound, so unworthy. There's even times in what I do, because I think of the greatness of God and the love of Jesus Christ that I feel like I'm not worthy, but he sees Mm -hmm. us all worthy. Mm -hmm. That's why he sent his son Jesus to die for us. And when Jesus came, he walked amongst the sinners, brothers and sisters. He loved the broken. Mm -hmm. He reached out to those in need, even the lepers, you know. And I can see some of these Mm -hmm. women possibly feeling like what a leper would have felt like back in that day, rejected, untouchable, Mm -hmm. unworthy. But when you bring these things to Jesus Christ and you say, here I am, I surrender it to you, he will free you Mm -hmm. in a way that no man can brothers and sisters yes i encourage Mm -hmm. to get to talk to someone to get counseling or psychology because it does help with the healing but the true deliverance comes through jesus christ and what susan was talking about at the cross and one of the greatest things that Mm -hmm. satan likes to use is constantly bringing up people's past what you've done you've done so much wrong it can't be forgiven well you you, you're Mm -hmm. just too far gone there's too much shame upon mm-hmm. you. He won't see you. That is the greatest lie. And one of the way he entraps people and yes. many times that lose to suicide is the lies of the enemy. In John three mm-hmm. sixteen, the Bible Very tells true. us for God so loved the world. They sit that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever 
believe it should not perish but have everlasting life. That's so, whosoever, brothers and sisters, is a person that has had an abortion, a person that's an adulteress, a person bound in addictions. Brothers and sisters, we have no right to say who is worthy because when Jesus came, he came for whosoever. And that's what it is, is mm-hmm. our job as children of God to bring right. them to the light, to show them the love of Jesus. And he's such a loving, merciful father. Just to really think about yes. that he gave his only son on the cross, the only sacrifice ever needed again, the only blood. And when we applied that to our life, wow, the freedom that we can find in Jesus Christ, praise God. And it, it just blesses Amen. me thinking of how much our Savior loves us, Susan. And it blesses mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. how God uses you. To me, you, I know that it's your profession, but in all honesty, I feel like you have a ministry as well. The way God has like taken and given you the yeah. tools to be able to to reach broken people and to have an understanding and to not cast judgment. And I can't even begin to imagine the things that you hear on a daily basis. You know, we need to be praying for people like our pastors, our people that are in ministry, because the things that is brought before us, we have to keep it confidential. But it's still put into our minds. And those things can even affect us as children of God. So we need to be making sure that we're Mm -hmm. armored up and praying for one another because the enemy can try to use those things in our lives to pull us down as well. Because when you when you get to the root, as you were saying, the very root of that pain and that source, and you start mm-hmm. trying to bring all that out, there's a lot of spiritual battle within that. And that's like another deep, that'd be another great subject for us to talk about sometime. But I'm just so blessed. Yes. In the mm-hmm. way God has led you and directed in this tonight, Susan, wow. because I truly believe there are so many that need to hear this. And like you were talking about, mm-hmm. we truly believe well, as thank a, you. we truly believe here in Reaching Out Radio. We truly are a ministry team. We all support one another's ministries, mm-hmm. practices. We share each other's programs. We pray for one another. We encourage one another. Because we truly know Mm -hmm. that there's strength in numbers. And we all know that we're going to have days where someone hurts us. We're going to have days where we're down. Or there's been days I've had to reach out to Susan because I miss my mom. And grief, as Susan was talking about. I'm going to tell you something, brothers and sisters. Susan should share about her book as well with that. God put that on my heart. But grief within itself, mm-hmm. it, to me, it's almost like a carousel, up and down. Like, I'll have my moments where I can think of my mom and smile, and I have my days where I think of my mom, and I cry because I miss her so much. And then you'll get to the point, you'll think, mm-hmm. hey, I'm okay. But then you'll have these days, it's like, where is that coming from? And, you know, that, that mm-hmm. grief part that yeah. Susan is talking about, that truly is, that truly is something that takes time and strength and prayer and direction. And I can't even begin to imagine what these women truly must feel. And I was going to ask you too, Susan, one Mm -hmm. of the things that come and I thought about is sometimes I wonder, do they think about many of them get a due date? Like possibly, you know, this would have been my child's birthday. Would I had a son? Would I have Uh a daughter? Yes. Is that part right. of something that uh, yes. they go through as well? Yes, absolutely. And that actually, when I was um, talking before about those eight different characteristics or symptoms, um, I 
I mentioned something called regret orientation and, and ruminating. Um, and so in, in that ruminating, that, you know, the regrets, usually that's where those thoughts will come up. Um, you know, well, this would have been, you know, when my child was born or, or there, there might be an anniversary, you know, that, that comes up of the date of. And um, also, too, some of them knew the gender of the, the baby and some did not. Um, when they underwent the abortion. And so there's all kinds of thoughts uh, that women have expressed to me, um, you know, just wondering and wondering even, you know, details such as, you know, would he or she have been more like me or more like his dad or, you know, just all of the wow. different thoughts that would that, that come up. And to then, um, you know, there if there's a family of four, um, I've worked with women while well, they've got four children, but she's always still saying, uh, continues to, to remember that there's a fifth and, and that one is deposited in heaven. Um, and so, you know, it, it's from my experience, especially working with those that are in seventies and eighties and still haven't been able, you know, to have wow. the opportunity, I should say, to process it, um, it, it can be so impactful emotionally. And it's so important that we, um, like you said, without shame and judgment, we are, we are not God. We're not supposed to play God. Amen, God is already taken. Yes. <laughs> and we are supposed to um, love on people, help them, point them to God. And in terms of what I do, I'm, I always say, I'm just a mouth. I, God, you know, uh, is, is the one who gets all the glory and the healing that um, he shows me to help someone with it. He gets all the credit for that because he's the only one that can truly change a heart. And um, I just wanted to add one more thing that I felt led to share if I could um, yes, regarding a woman's view of God. So it's um, if you, you know, I read that list of some characteristics that how God sees us, our identity in Christ. But equally, I think, and more so important, actually more so important, is, is how we view God. And if we don't have a clear understanding of God for some reason, or if we were brought up in an environment where we were told, you know, you make one wrong mistake, God's going to strike you dead with a lightning rod out of his finger, you know, those <laughs> yeah. types of things that we hear. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of us that have heard that, then it makes it all the more difficult for women who have had undergone abortions to try to, how could, I mean, if they've got a false view of God, it's all, it's, it's nearly impossible for them to receive his love if they didn't have it reflected by their earthly father. So this gets into projection, which is something, a term that we use in my field, um, where we take, and in this case, I'm specifically talking about attributes of our earthly father that we put onto our heavenly father. And a lot of times we do this subconsciously, but also it can be automatic or even, you know, we can be aware of it. Um, but if you're viewing God, let's say your, father, your earthly father was absent or abusive or passive or performance-based or antagonistic, you know, if, you're, if your earthly father was, was any one of those, it's very easy to assume that God is the same way. And so then how do you approach a God who's performance-based, <laughs> you know, and try to receive love um, and healing from something like this? How do you approach 
a, a God that you believe is passive and disconnected from your life, if that's how your earthly father was. You know, it's just there's such a, a tie in there in terms of healing based on who you believe God to be. And I would say to that, the best thing to do, and there's so many of these resources, even just like free online, uh, get a listing of the names of God and what they mean and really study his attributes. Um, through those names, like El Shaddai and El Elyon. El Elyon means the God Most High. Jehovah Rapha, God our healer. Um, you know, there's, I've got a listing of probably 50 different names, names that are named in Scripture in the Old and New Testament, in Hebrew and in Greek. Um, and then when you get to know who God is, that, that's also a step on the journey to healing, because then you're no longer viewing him, hopefully, as this you know, angry lightning bolts, you know, punishing, wanting you to pay <laughs> for the rest of your life for your your bad choices and your mistakes and whatnot. Uh, but instead you view him for who he truly is. Amen. You know, and he is truly the God that loves us so much that he did send his son, Montel, like you said, to die for us. So Amen. for us to have any other view of God, and of course the enemy would love to warp our view of God because that'll keep us away from Him. We, it's hard to be in a relationship with, you know, with with the Lord if you view Him to be, uh, you know, a, a condemnatory God or a God that you know never um, allows you to go forward because you know you've you've done something wrong at at some point in your life, and that's. That's not who he is. We have to get this. That's why I said before, mercy triumphs over judgment. He gives us grace upon grace. No, that's not cheap grace. I'm not talking about a license to sin. I'm not talking about, you know, greasy grace or hyper grace movements and all that. I'm talking about the true grace of God that Mm -hmm. enables each one of us who all have feet of clay to go to the cross and to be forgiven for what we've done. And so to think that, you know, certain people can't receive God's forgiveness. That's a false belief. I think it's put there a lot of times by what is modeled for us or by the enemy himself. But remembering that we don't want to project our earthly father's characteristics if they were negative onto our heavenly father. Now, if we had, you know, the most perfect dad in the world here (laughs) and loved us just how Jesus wants fathers to love children, this is not a problem for people. But most of us have not had that experience. It's something else to be aware of in the process. And I think of a scripture here, Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, and I love this one. And I thank you for this every day. In Lamentations 3, 22, 23, the word of God tells us, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fell not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. I absolutely love that. His mercies are new Amen. each morning. Praise God. Where would any of us be without those mercies, Susan? And that is so exactly. powerful how you mm-hmm. just address that because not all of us have the same upbringings. Not all of us are blessed to have families that believe. Not you know, Many of us right. are taught to shove things down or that it's wrong to come mm-hmm. forth. And many times people don't come forth with these things because of the reason being they're scared of the consequences, but they are bound in the shame or the enemy keeps them bound. But that's why it's so important for us to have 
broadcasts like this so we can say, hey, you know what, you're not mm-hmm. alone. And he sees you worthy. Mm-hmm. Every Each and every one of us, he knew us before we was formed in our mother's womb. He created us with a purpose and a plan. There's not one of us here that's a mistake. He already knew the uh, roads ahead amen. of us. And he knew he knows we're all going to fall. And that's why Jesus came. And that really touches bases with, you know, a lot of what you've been talking about tonight. No matter what we've done, mm-hmm. no matter, sin is sin, Susan. A lot of people say, well, their sin is so much greater than mine. No, brothers and sisters, sin is sin. And judging and comparing, that sin as well. So that's why we truly mm-hmm. understand the true message of the cross. And the only way... Right. To God our Father is through Jesus Christ, the Son who that died for us. And we need to truly understand the atonement that we have through him. And that these people that are yeah. bound and hurting, we need to we need to reach out in love. And I encourage people to share this broadcast. Go back, get you a tablet, and I encourage you that in a lot of Susan's programs, brothers and sisters, because there's so much that you can learn from her programs. And the way God uses her to bring it forth is in such a loving way, even in the TV programs that we did together. I encourage you to get a journal yes. or a tablet and write this stuff down. Go back and read, listen, because there's tools here even in our own lives that we can apply or we can use them to help people in these situations to have a better understanding and direction to know how to reach out to these broken people because yes. as children of God, we all have a ministry work to do. We may not have a church or be mm-hmm. behind a pulpit, brothers and sisters, but we truly may be the only Bible that people read, the only Jesus that people see. Mm-hmm. So we need to be working as a hands and feet and being a voice going forth, especially in the world and the times we're in now. And I encourage people to go back to Susan had a special broadcast where we were, you were actually talking about the impact that things like COVID has on our society. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I feel like all these things work together that people could apply them to their life. And that's what we're here for tonight. We just, we want to love you. We want to let you know that you are of worth, that there is a way for your forgiveness. And we want to pray with you tonight. And a lot of times mm-hmm. I don't open up the phone lines, but if I feel led in my spirit, if there is anybody mm-hmm. out there tonight that, you know, that has this burden upon them, like they're bound in this, and you truly feel like you need prayer tonight, if even if you don't want to come on the radio, I encourage you, reach out to me and Susan on Facebook, and um, mm-hmm. trust me, we re- yeah. we reach out, we reach back out to people because we love people yes. and we want people Absolutely. to be healed, delivered and set free. It doesn't matter. That's something mm-hmm. else I encourage people in. It doesn't matter where someone's from or we want to look and search people's hearts. We do have to be careful. Yes, because there, there is evil in this world, but when you know it's a spirit mm-hmm. working, I encourage you reach out. But if you are someone listening tonight and maybe you, um, you need prayer, I encourage you reach out to Susan and I, and uh, it, the number yes. is six 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 two six six nine six eight six zero seven. We're not going to condemn you. We're not here to judge you. We just want to share the love of Jesus with you. And you know there might right. be others hurting, not just in this topic, but you know the, that are that are carrying sins and weights from other things in life because people are bound 
for so many different reasons, but we want to encourage you and who the great healer is. So I want to take a quick break here, Susan, and I want to play a Mm -hmm, song and then we'll come back if we don't have any callers or maybe if you want to reach out to us on Messenger. Again, it's Susan Brozak um, on Facebook and Montel Fields. You can reach out to us that way. Many times I'll get messages or again, call 626-696-8607. And I really, truly feel like this song is appropriate to pray right now. We're going to take a break here on Reaching Out Radio International. And if there's anyone that needs prayer and wants to reach out to Susan and I, I will open the lines. Again, 626-696-8607. Or maybe you even have a comment about the topic tonight. We'll have you back on in a little bit. But right now I want to share a song by Mercy Mm -hmm. Me called The Healer. Mm -hmm.
Praise God. So we're talking about tonight, Jesus, Amen. our healer. And if there's anybody that would like to speak to Susan and I, maybe need prayer, or maybe even have a comment, um, it's 626-696-8607. But I forgot, you have to press 1. That puts you in the QA and shows me that you would like to be on the air and speak to us. Or if you maybe you don't want to be on the air, a lot of people don't like to be on the air, please do reach out to us um, on Facebook. Or also, I have an email for the radio. It's simple. It's just reaching out radio at hotmail.com. You can feel free to send me an email, and I'll pass things on with Susan. And just you just have done such a beautiful t- job tonight, Susan. And one thing, even in my own walk and experience with mm-hmm. what I've went through with Noah and his birth mom, you know, she was a single mom that already had two little girls. She was scared mm-hmm. and alone. She had no clue that she was even pregnant because she was on birth control. And how she found out was she uh, was having trouble breathing, went to the hospital and they told her she had a blood clot in her lung. And they said, oh, yeah, by the way. And I was there when they told her this and the fear in her eyes, like she was scared. And in a situation, mm-hmm. she she didn't have an, a, a supportive family. That's the, that's what I'll say. It was more of a condemnation, a judgmental thing. You don't need another child. Like she was already so scared and felt so bad. And I, I seen, that's why I want to encourage people. I truly seen how that impacted her. And she, she straight, she come forward to my husband and I, she said, if you don't take, you know, I want you to, I really want this little boy to be yours. And she felt in her heart. She told me that God made her feel like our surrogate. Like it, it's amazing how God mm. works, but he, she had no attachment to our sweet little Noah. She felt literally like she was carrying him for us. And praise God, wow. he's the most precious little boy. And I have a good relationship <laughs> with her. I love her. I mm-hmm. send her videos. I send her pictures. But I also try to be sensitive to her feelings because I'll ask mm. her, you know, are you comfortable in this? Because I don't want any hurt to come up to her thinking, hey, that could have been you know, the little boy in my life. Exactly. So I encourage that as the adopt, you know, adoption is not an easy thing as, as well. I want to have a program on that sometime because it's a process. There's things that you go to and then there's fears in it as an adoptive parent, but you also have to learn to be sensitive to the biological parent involved. And you truly need the mm-hmm. Lord in your life to balance that out, Susan, because, there, it, it truly yeah. is a process and it's in motion, but I, you know, that's just something I encourage people in. Most of all, just love mm-hmm. people with the heart mm-hmm. of Jesus and think of yourself at some of the worst places you've been in your life and how that positive word turned things around for you. Most of all, speak life over the people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was just going to, um, if I could just uh share this as we begin to um, go towards closing. Uh, One of the, you know, well, the staple of my practice called Healing Word, obviously, and the Lord is the forefront of it. Um, And I always say, you know, people that, uh, that are afraid to 
you know, well, God must hate me for this or I'll never be forgiven for this and all of the shame and condemnation, whether it's for this issue that we're talking about tonight or really for any issue. I say to them that God is not the destroyer of his people. He's the healer of his people. Look at all of the examples, Old Testament and New, where he has healed his people and and rescued them and delivered them. Um, So this notion that he's waiting to to bring about, you know, circumstances to uh, destroy in any way or to, you know, be a punishing God, God's plans for us are to prosper and not harm us. The enemy is the one who has schemes to try to bring our destruction, but God has plans for our, our prosperity as our soul would prosper and to not harm us. And so um, I just encourage, if I could just read a couple of scripture references and say a couple things about healing in general, as you go to the Lord with your pain, which is not an easy task. I'm, I don't pretend that that's uh, an easy request that I'm making of people listening. <laughs> but if you will go to the Lord with your, your pain and take that step, he will meet you right there. He already knows it all anyway. You're not hiding mm-hmm. anything from him. You, you, what what happened to you and what you chose to do was not a surprise to him. He knew that even before you were born. And so that's another piece where I think perspective is so helpful that nothing you do takes the Lord by surprise, and yet he still chooses you know, chooses us and loves us and and has good plans for our lives, even knowing full knowledge. God is all-knowing. He's omniscient. That means that he knows everything about us. And so he knows everything about you, and yet he still just wants that intimate relationship with you. He wants your heart. So all that to say, um, we continue to see, you know, in Scripture this picture of God as our healer and our restorer and he's really a haven of safety for wounded souls and I'm just going to read off a couple scripture references um, that can help people Um, one of them is Psalm 147.3 another is Proverbs 18.10 Isaiah 53.5 and Matthew 11.28 I give you the references so that you can deliberately look them up on your own and get into the word and and really let that be reinforced, not just me reading it over a a radio wave, but by people listening, opening it and reading it for yourself um, and letting God speak to you personally. And so I guess just to say for in terms of a path to healing, you know, people always want to know, well, how long is it going to take for me to start to feel better? When am I going to get healed? You know, these questions that for me are unanswerable as a therapist, I can try to give a general timeline, but you know, it's, it's up to, to God and his timetable. He knows Amen. what issues need to be dealt with and when and how and how long each, how long it's going to take and don't despise the journey. You know, people want to get from A to B and they don't want to go through the process. Well, the process is where you learn the, the most valuable, rich um, treasures from the word of God. And it's where you learn to grow in the Lord the most and grow closest to, draw closest to him. So don't despise the journey. And um, just want to say um, that there's kind of four things that I use in terms of you know, healing in general. First is to recognize that God is your ultimate healer. He's the one who heals the brokenhearted and binds up your wounds, and that's something only he can do. 
only he can do. The second one is run to your heavenly father. Run to him. Don't We don't have to slink up to him or shrink away or, you know, come come with our heads bowed, you know. I mean, bowing our head is fine. But, you know, to, to just kind of feel like we're unworthy to even approach him. His worth is to approach his throne of grace with boldness with boldness. So we need to run to him and run to the one who's the safe refuge for us. And that's who, who God is. He's our safe refuge. We can run to him and tell him all about this. And I, I hope that some people are encouraged um, when this, the show is over to run to God and just to be with him and begin to open up this process of letting him heal their heart. Then I say rest in the arms of our heavenly father um he won't weigh you down but he'll give you rest for your wounded soul and he'll heal that wounded soul and then finally um redemption he redeems um jesus came he didn't come just to pay the price for all of our sins that is the primary reason that the lord sent him to die for our sins yes absolutely but he also redeems us from the hurt that we've gone through. He is a redemptive, restorative God. He's a redemptive and restorative God. There are many women I know that have gone through abortion that now have a ministry platform to help other women who are on the fence about what to do. And God is using them mightily to um, speak truth in love to these women that are considering it. So he can sometimes take your pain and turn it into a platform of using you for his kingdom glory. Um, So that's just something that I like to share with people. You know, we think, okay, how fast can I, I feel better, but really it's more um, about the journey and what God wants to do at the very deepest levels of your soul when you seek him for healing. Amen. Praise God. And as we get ready to come into closing, um, I feel led to have Susan Praise out tonight. I just really, truly okay. want to encourage everybody to truly know that you are loved. And no matter what mm-hmm. you've done, you're, it t- he tells us that he will never leave us or forsake us. And sadly, many times we we forsake ourselves. We're our own worst enemy, and the enemy mm-hmm. likes to come and steal our joy. He likes to remind us yeah. of what we've done wrong. But we have to remember, there's no future in the past. God wants us to move on into the present. Mm-hmm. I've learned in my own yeah. life, the things I've done and overcome and been forgiven of have just been building blocks of the foundation I have in my relationship with Christ and who I am and finding Mm -hmm. my identity in Christ. And I can look and say, Hey, you know what? He loved me so much. He forgave me for that. When I have fallen or been on my, been in my weak moments and are knowing I can call out to him and say, father, in my weakness, perfect yourself. Greater is he that's in me. That's in this world because he knows our fears. Yes. He knows our fears. He knows, he knows when we're going to fall, but the reason he sent his son was to make a way for us. And that's more than anything, what we wanted to to get across tonight, that there is hope, there is healing, there is forgiveness after abortion and all, and all uh, I want to add on to there after anything we've done in sin and his name is Jesus. And I just, I thank you so much, Susan, for being on tonight. I truly believe there's going to be people, there's going to be people reaching out to us. A lot of people don't want to come on the radio. And I understand that it's a scary thing. 
speaking internationally, you know, and people hearing you. But many times they'll reach mm-hmm. out after their broadcast or on the on demand. So we welcome you to reach out yeah. to us again. You can contact myself, um, Evangelist Montel Fields. You can reach me 618-335-4958 or on Facebook or again, reaching out radio at hotmail.com. And Susan, would you please share your info if someone's wanting to reach out sure. to you or maybe they would like to have you to, you know, to reach out to you for therapy because that would truly be a blessing to so many. It would be my privilege. Um, yes, my uh, best way to find me if you're on social media, um, I have a personal Facebook page uh, by my name, which is Susan Brozek, as Montel said. Um, or I also have a page for Healing Word Psychotherapy Services. This is a public page. There is a messaging system on that page. Um, so that is a great way to get a hold of me as well. Um, I get those messages instantly sent um, as a notification. Um, so the name of the page is the same name as my practice, and it's Healing Word Psychotherapy Services. That's on Facebook. Otherwise, um, my phone number, and I'm happy to take calls, uh, personal calls um, in terms of uh, your personal needs or if you're inquiring about professional issues, uh, my phone number is 414-254-9862. And I would be honored to speak with anyone who... um, would like to connect with me and I just thank you so much Montel for this opportunity and um, we just know that God will um, carry this forth and and bring uh, much comfort and healing to his hurting sheep praise God and all glory will go on to him and I encourage everybody go to our homepage Uh, a lot of times people don't know how to get to the on-demand uh, all you got to do mm-hmm. is type in our, our radio ministry's name, Reaching Out Radio International. And, Susan, you should even Google your own name. Like the other day, it was it's pretty amazing. But it's amazing how God is expanding us when you type in, like, there's images from our programs. There's like It's amazing. It blesses me so much. My kids would tease me and say, you're Facebook famous. <laughs> but it's just, it's, we glorify God because. It's because we truly are obedient and we glorify him that he is taking us for us. Yes, that we're going into all the different parts of the world because we believe in staying humble and loving one another. And we truly are a teamwork and a one mind and one accord. But go to our homepage on Reaching Out Radio International. As a matter of fact, if you put follow and you want to, that will actually email you. When all of our upcoming broadcasts are, they'll send a notice to you like an hour before the programs are on the homepage. It shows the upcoming broadcast. Mm-hmm. And on that homepage as well, you scroll down, and we have over 500 um, programs that we have shared to bless you. And Susan's, pro- mm-hmm. Susan's program being one of them, the way of healing. And the great thing I love about the Internet radio here in Blog Talk is, you can go back anytime, brothers and sisters, and listen, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. As long as I keep this yeah. going, it's going to be here. And I'd love to do that many times mm-hmm. in the midnight hours. I even encourage you, Susan, go listen to some of your programs because it's, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing to see what God does in our life. You'll sit and think, like, little old me, but look how God is using me. Yeah. And he does get the glory 
But I think it's great to understand you have to have a willingness to surrender and say, here I am, God. And that's how Reaching Out Radio International came to life. It was just through saying, yes, Lord. And if you open the doors in your life to say, yes, Lord, you'd be amazing at what he could do in your life. And maybe one of the women listening that have been through abortion and they get to that point of healing there's a ministry within her own life where God can use her. And that's such a beautiful thing to me because mm-hmm. many times the things that we go through is where ministry actually becomes a birds in our lives. And that's so beautiful to me. And that's I hope right. that encourages others. But as we get ready to close. And I, I will go, Montel, and I would, I, I hear myself talk enough <laughs> between my <laughs> practice and the radio. So I would go and I would listen to one of your shows shows or one of the other hosts on your <laughs> network. So. <laughs> but thank you so much for that. I love the fact that you archive them and the follow feature is great. I wasn't aware of that, that email reminders can be sent out. So um, you've just done such a beautiful job uh, with this, this radio um, uh, broadcast um, network. And, and I don't think that you realize how, how much, you are appreciated and loved and how many lives you've touched just to have the, um, the reach internationally is such a humbling piece. And so um, I just want to personally thank you for being such a humble and loving leader for us um, as we uh, host shows uh, for this, for this amazing God ordained uh, radio station. So. Oh, thank you, thank Susan. You. That's so sweet. And again, I glorify God in it because without his anointing, mm-hmm. both of us, we couldn't do what we do. And I want to encourage Amen. everybody tomorrow night, brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you, she has a testimony. Praise God. And she don't care that I shared it. Let me tell you, even a child of God could get to a place where they have suicidal thoughts and the enemy was binding Pastor Barb in so many ways, but glory to God through prayer and perseverance, man, I'm going to tell you what, through her trials and what she's went through, God has anointed her, refreshed her and renewed her. And man, she has been preaching Mm -hmm. fire, Susan. So I encourage everyone tomorrow (laughs) night, her message title is war cry. It's going to be a powerful message. She's been coming on every Thursday at 7 uh, PM central and eight Eastern reach out and encourage and listen to the other's broadcast. I, I really am proud of all my hosts. They encourage yeah. each other that way. And just remember, don't mm-hmm. back down when God's backing you up. And know as long as there's a mm-hmm. breath in you that there is a hope. You are of worth. Don't let don't look at the world like at yourself through the world's eyes, but look at yourself through Jesus' mm-hmm. eyes. Because brothers and sisters, Amen. he loves you. And I want you, right. Susan, again um, also, before I close, God had that on my heart. Would you let people know where they uh, your books, Susan, and where they can get your books? And I have to brag on her because she won't herself. But number one best-selling <laughs> author, praise God. <laughs> but Glory to God. You know. <laughs> Will you Only let God. them know? Yeah. Will you let him yes. know where um, they get the titles of your books and where they can get those? Certainly, yes. Um, so uh, they're all available on Amazon.com. Um, and also through my my practice um, as well. But Amazon is probably the easier way, uh, or PayPal. I have a, a PayPal account that you can order the books on there, save, save a little money instead of going to Amazon. Um, 
so uh, the one that I think you referenced, Montel, is a devotional book called uh, Comfort for the Grieving. Um, I am a contributor to that one, and uh, my husband and I co-authored a book called Healing Words, 30 Days to Emotional and Spiritual Healing, 30-Day Devotional. Um, also co-authored um, with a f- some other ladies uh, another devotional book that I'm very passionate about called A Few Words on Your Identity in Christ. Um, and that, again, is something that I just think is invaluable, that all believers um, wherever they get the information to see all those scriptures about who you are in the Lord. And that book has a full listing of those. Uh, I just gave you a sample tonight. Um, also wrote a, an, uh, what was considered to be an expert contributor letter for um, a narrative book on identity in Christ. Um, and um, I believe that is, and also, uh, there's one more. It's called uh, A Few Words on Being Holy, Whole, and Fit. It's a devotional book that um, is, addresses all aspects of our being as believers um, and gives some good tips um, in you know, practical ways, but also digs into the meat of the Word of God. And those are all on Amazon. Hi, Scott. She's a very yeah, talented writer God. as well. God's given her so many beautiful, beautiful gifts. And I think we should encourage one another in the gifts that God gives us and just love one another. Mm-hmm. And I love how God works through our friends too. One of my beautiful sisters in Christ, it's timely. She said, when the devil tries to bring up yesterday or even five minutes ago, just say, devil, I don't live there anymore. I'm free and forgiven by the blood of Jesus. Amen. I love that. That says mm-hmm. it all right there. Yes, very timely. We thank you so much for joining myself, Evangelist Montel Fields, and my beautiful sister in Christ tonight, Susan Brozak. And I want her to pray us out tonight. And please reach out to us. We'd love to hear your feedback or pray for you. And then I'm going to close this out mm-hmm. with a song after Susan prays. And I think I love this mm-hmm. song. Um, it's the title of it is Mercy Said No, one of my very favorite songs. But Susan, would you please pray us out? Mm. I would be honored to. Thank you. Father God, we just thank you so much for this great privilege and honor, Lord God, to be Lord able to God. speak your words of of healing, of truth, of, uh, Lord, taking off um, cloaks of shame off of people, Lord God, bringing to them um, peace in their souls, Lord, as they seek you, uh, your forgiveness and forgiving themselves, Lord God, just washing away everything that they have been holding on to for only you know how only how long lord god you know and so we just pray lord especially for those there are those that are struggling with thinking of self-harm in any form lord god i just uh i bind up the enemy and i just pray lord god that um your truth and your love would just penetrate their hearts right now lord god that they would know like montel stated that everything has been cast into the sea of your forgetfulness lord god uh via Christ's finished work on the cross, Lord God. And so I just pray, Lord, um, a scripture verse right now over all who are listening, Lord, and need to hear um, about how much you desire to bring healing to your children. And it's from Isaiah 53, 5, Lord God, you were pierced for our transgressions. You were crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on you, And by your wounds, we are healed, Lord God. It's by your wounds 
that we're healed. And what a what a claim to be able to 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 make, Lord God, the Christian, Lord. It's 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 so humbling to know that you went to the cross so that we could have healing, Lord, and the suffering that you endured so that we could come to you, Lord God, and behold, be made whole and restored and healed. So we thank you, God, that you are providing healing. And please give the hearts of those listening the kind of healing and relief that only you can provide, Lord. Help them as they work through this process. Lord God, of dealing with uh, maybe lingering symptoms of having underwent an abortion, Lord God, help them to just receive your love and your grace and your mercy and to understand, Lord God, that you are waiting for them to turn to you. Your arms are open and they're open wide and you're waiting. And we just ask all this now in your glorious and holy name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. What a beautiful prayer, Susan. We love you all so much. and. We're just, yeah. We just truly want to encourage you, and we truly pray tonight that people are reached and that they can be healed of this shame and this pain and really, truly receive the freedom found in Jesus Christ. And I encourage you to check yeah. out our homepage again. Um, Susan will be back on um, next week. It's Evangelist Everly. On Tuesday night, they're, they're opposite of each other. He'll be on at 6 o'clock, but the following mm-hmm. Tuesday... Susan will be on again on the way of healing at 730 um, Central and it's 830 Eastern. And her programs are truly mm-hmm. amazing and they help so many. So please just reach Thank out you. to our host and just let them know how their programs impact your life because that's encouraging to them. But as we go out yeah. tonight, I want to thank all of our listeners. I'm so excited every day when we go to the map and see new people that's listening in Africa different parts of the world places i've never even heard of many times how exciting is that even if we just reach one in those areas susan it -hmm. says the angels Mm -hmm. in heaven rejoice so thank god for what he's doing Mm -hmm. for expansion for the newness in all of our lives and as he takes us forth in ministry work we love you all so much thank you for your continued prayers and support again tomorrow night Mm -hmm. at 7 p.m central 8 p.m eastern King of Glory Ministries with Pastor Barb Smith, and her title is War Cry, Brothers and Sisters. God bless you all. Have a blessed evening and week ahead. I love you, Susan. Thank you for your faithfulness, for your support, and all that you do, and for the great job tonight. And again, to all of our listeners, in our our closing song, Mm -hmm. truly let this song minister to you, because the ones that truly are bound in that shame and that brokenness, I truly believe this song can minister to you. I love you all. Susan loves you all, but God loves you more, brothers and sisters. Good night, and God bless. God bless.
When sin demanded justice for my soul Mercy said no I'm not gonna let you go I'm not gonna let you slip away You don't have to be afraid Mercy said no Sin will never take control Life and death stood face to face Darkness tried to steal my heart away Thank you, Jesus Mercy said no From the cross he built a bridge to set us free. Oh, but deep within the heart, there is still a war that rages. And makes a sacrifice so hard to see. As midnight fell on crucifixion day. Yes, 
Thank you, Jesus. I just have to say that before I sign off. That includes, concludes our program for the tonight. Again, thank you all for listening. God bless you all. And remember, mercy said no. Jesus loves you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.